save that family And I was on LSD at all the talk shows after Cause Jackie slapped me at a family party last year He mumbled something, I mumbled something back Neither of us said anything after that Neither of us said anything after that Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah I'm just a tie-dye dragon Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah I'm just a tie-dye dragon happening friends i'm so happy that you've decided to join us for another chat around the virtual campfire my name is mark hammerschmidt i'll be your camp host welcome to hobo safe camp now i know that you don't realize it yet because you just got here but you are in for such a special treat 
In just a few minutes, we're going to talk with Alice and Holly about all kinds of stuff, like from uh, what it means to be a starseed, to how she uses Reiki to help people discover medical conditions that they might be suffering from, to just how to embody general, unconditional love so that you can bring it into all aspects of your life here on Earth. Um, some really cool stuff. Uh, if you don't already follow Allison on Instagram, I don't know what's wrong with you. You should. She's at Allison Lightbearer. Uh, so go check her out and also check out her website, which is www.allisonholly.com. She's got a bunch of really cool things going on, and I'm pretty sure that if you need help tapping into Source, she'll be able to help you in some form or another. Um, but before we get started, you know, there's this beautiful and unsettling moment that comes with awareness when you shatter your own self-placed limitations and figure out a way to make the possible suddenly possible, when you can finally see how everything's connected, every blade of grass, every beating heart. It's like that first moment of ascension when you exist as both spirit and body and you're suspended like dust particles in the sunlight. Both object and reflection, both solid and vapor, both broken and perfect, both words and action. When all of these things, you're everything, and you're, but most importantly, your love, your always love. This is what transformation is. This is evolution. This is elevation. This realization of love. And it's also where you choose to embrace the truth of your experience. It's where you say, I am, and you own it. Because there's this beautiful and freeing moment that comes with awareness, and it's called life. And whatever you're facing, it's amazing. And Allison has a way of saying it so much better than me, so much better than I can ever articulate it. And as you're listening to her speak, you're going to hear some interference come through, some static. And it's almost as if the universe is trying to slow down time so that this very important message can be heard. And I don't know, it's pretty damn cool. So listen, friends. I'm so honored that you've decided to take a few minutes from your busy lives to sit down and to pick up that cosmic tin can telephone that allows each of us to communicate with the mighty everything. And I'm so excited to ask you to put it up to your ear and let unconditional love wash over you like a shower. Allison Holly, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my home. Uh, when I checked in just before this call, I was told to um, start by mentioning that uh, I'm a starseed and um, that I connect very much with Andromeda. Um, that's where my soul, uh, the way that it was put to me is that my soul was seated there, and that's what it means to be a starseed, is that 
um, the creation of the soul was uh, first on a certain energy uh, or planet um, or star system. And so Andromeda is really where I'm from and where I feel I'm from. And I carry a specific energy because of that. Um, and so I'm not quite sure why I was guided to mention that first, but, um, you know, I find it very, it warms my heart to think about. And I know that when I heard the, the term star child, it was, um, a very activating energy for me. Uh, so maybe that's why I was asked to, to mention that first, um, but also I offer a few different things, um, I do channeling, and with that, I gain a lot of insight about my own life and um, the ascension process that we're all on. And I also offer, um, you know, intuitive guidance and channeling for others. So I do life purpose channeling sessions, and I do medical intuitive Reiki for others as well. Okay, well, I have so that's many, a lot. I have so many <laughs> questions for you. I don't know how where to start. <laughs> Go ahead. I guess I'll go back to the. I've been writing writing questions down as you've, as you've been talking. Okay. Let me go back to the beginning though. Okay. Andromeda, and and yes. and the origin of your soul. Yes. Could you? Would you mind? Just because I know a lot of people who listen to this, and a lot of people who at least follow me on Instagram are have questions about what it means to be a star or what what the term star seed even means. And so I would yes. like to hear it maybe. Uh, described by someone a little bit more eloquent than me <laughs> so if you would mind <laughs> describing like like what does that well, mean the origin of the soul <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can be more eloquent um i just stumble over it because it's just hard it's hard to describe i mean like it seems so it simple is. like when you kind of when you get it but like to try to describe yeah. what it like the origin like like what like what does that mean like how did your soul start yeah. there and get here well, and here's here's the interesting thing. So I channel, and I have been for um, about four years now. No, a little bit longer, maybe five. And um, and I'm, but I'm I'm still coming from a human perspective in this lifetime. So I'll tell you my perspective, and I I guess I just say that because I don't want it to be limiting. I know right. that so so many people identify and are activated by different terms. And I don't want it to be um, to cause separation in any way. But my understanding of being a starseed, and I, it's it's almost it's interesting. Um, it's almost something that I've known a long time in my life, and yet I didn't I didn't really put uh, sort of a mental frame around it um, until you know just after my awakening and. So what I've come to understand about star, star seeds is that, you know, as I've said, um, that our souls are created. So there's oneness and then we, we sort of fractal out into, um, energy in, in more and more solid form and our souls are created at some point and, when our souls are created, we choose to embody a specific planet or a specific energy system. Sometimes we're a star. Um, and it's really not as specific as I'm talking about, uh, as I'm, as I'm saying right now, it's hard to communicate, but 
I told you. I told you it was hard to communicate. Yeah. All right. We're going to recruit somebody else here. We're going to just make it a group meeting. Um, so, well, you know, the way that the information that I've received during channeling is that when my soul was seated, uh, when my soul was created, it was planted essentially um, within the Andromeda star system. And um, from human terms, we may think of it as, you know, very specific physical um, this is the way that I looked and, and all of these things. But really what it is, it's a very specific energy imprint that's created on a soul when we are seated on a specific planet. Um, <laughs> and I'm listening to myself talk, and it's really, it's funny. I feel very much like I'm guided to bring these words through. So, um, but it is funny to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know? it's, it's, uh, so it the... <laughs> makes perfect sense. No, it, it actually makes perfect sense to think of it yeah. not so much in the, as the physical characteristics of the being you embodied, but more of just the origin of your energy. Yes. And the origin of my energy is very, very, very connected to that Andromeda energy. Um, so to, to put it more into broader perspective, um, there are a lot of star seats here from a lot of different planetary perspectives. And those planetary perspectives are very unique to the way that that particular planet and energy um, operates. So here on Earth, we currently have a third dimensional and fourth dimensional. And, you know, it's I don't want to be too linear, but we have those perspectives. Right. We tend to have a more three and four D perspective here. Um, but there are things that are super unique to earth that are just incredible, uh, energies specific to earth. And when I say third dimensional perspective, I don't mean lower in any sort of way. What I mean is, um, just very neutral. It's just third dimensional. Right. And, you know, the perspective, <laughs> it's, just, it's just physical, you know, and, and all of the things that third dimension embodies and fourth dimension. Um, and the Andromedan perspective, from what I'm is of the which um, carries that unique perspective. So when people are incarnated on Earth as starseeds, um, what they're doing, what we're doing, is bringing a particular energy signature. Um, and we all know that when there's a room full of people and we throw in someone who's super uh, different than, than that group of people, then conversations are going to start happening and things are going to start shifting for everybody. And so what's being called on for starseeds is, two things um, that I've seen. And one is that starseeds are being asked to come to earth to help shift the energy because one thing that happens in these denser dimensions in 3D and 4D is uh, we forget what we're saying. We forget what we're doing. It's very easy to forget because of the density of these realms. So we send in all these starseeds who have very different energy signatures and it's just bound to activate over and over. The second thing that I've seen is that starseeds are sent to Earth to have the Earth experience uh, because it's kind of a party. You know, it's it's a really cool, unique experience to be on right. Earth. Right. So, so, so is it is it a, 
a like I, I guess it's like how how does the how do you, does the energy travel? Um, how how does how does the energy get hmm. here? We don't know yet. We don't so, know. We'll figure uh, it out someday. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I think that's the. I wrote a comet. I, yeah, I think that's the hard. I mean, I guess I mean energy, of course, travels through the universe. So, um, right. I just I just wonder if it's a an intentional thing or or how we end up here. So, again, I'll speak on my perspective. There are a few councils, the Council of Nine and the Council of Twelve, that I've um, connected with during channeling. And they're sort of the advisory board uh, for the Ascension process. And so there's sort of a team decision that's made. There's, um, in some cases, a call put out that says, you know, uh, here's a mission. And then that call is responded to. And it's coordinated with what that soul wants to learn. You know, so for me... Um, I know I wanted to gain mastery within the earth realms. And I also had a very specific calling to bring um, this particular energy and uh, to assist by, you know, going into the density and forgetting and then also coming back to remembering and doing my best to bring unconditional love and, um, so that's, you know, kind of how I got here in terms of the, the actual energy movement. Uh, I tend to think of oneness as like a big ball and we're all included in it. So there's really no distance to be right, traveled. Right. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> so that's that's my perception of it. That's, Again, it's a human perception. No, that's, great. So. That's, that's great. That's perfect. That's exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can right. I ask you about you, you? Do you communicate with guides? Like, is that what you call them? Your when you yeah channel? yeah. Because you're gonna you're gonna listen back. Um, you're gonna listen back, and you're gonna hear them trying to come through when I when you listen to this podcast. Because yeah, because <laughs> they're they're really strong. Like they seem really strong, and and so I'm I'm just like like maybe they they want you to talk about them a little bit. <laughs> I don't know because I I, I, I get, love that I love that. Is, yeah. Do, do they have? Is, is there at least one of them with a strong personality? Because I'm getting like coming through, you know, in the in the random static that comes through. It mm. almost seems like uh, uh, it wants to be heard. Hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not necessarily sure who you're connecting it'll, with. It'll, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure when you listen back, you'll. You'll, you'll I'll be like, hey, yeah, yeah. You know, I've communicated with a lot of different beings, and sometimes uh, they tell me, you know, this is my name, this is, or this is my energy signature, this is my group. Um, other times, it's, you know, it's really not so important that you know who I am. It's just my message. Right. Right. So. Um, but yeah, I I love it. You know, we're all unique beings on Earth and otherwise, and and uh, and sometimes they do to have their very specific energy signature come through. So yeah, I honor that. I honor whoever's coming through. Yeah, me too. Welcome. <laughs> when... <laughs> we're just chilling. <laughs> I understand why they want to hang out, you know. Um, 
So do you, when you channel, do you, mm-hmm. is there like a, a certain like energies that come through a lot for you or is it like always kind of different? You know, it's unique to each situation. I, it seems like lately because probably because I'm really focused on um, my life purpose and also I've discovered that when I do channelings for other people, it's around life purpose um, or specific ascension transitions um i really have been connecting with the council of nine very frequently lately um and and so that's interesting i connect with uh i can't quite put a name on on you know it's kind of like the andromedan council um i suppose but there's there's something that my mind can't quite wrap itself around and um, it's really a oneness energy. So, you know, I often hear you are us and we are you and, right. and you know, that sort of thing. It's really so, not fitting of a label um, anyway because it's... Yeah, it's yeah. just love. It's, right. like a, it's like a tsunami of love that comes <laughs> through and it's awesome. And um, sometimes it makes me miss something that's... It feels like home. It's kind of unnameable. And sometimes it makes me cry um, because, uh, you know, I miss it. It feels really good when I tap into it. Yeah. But it's also really cool here, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I do feel that a lot of people understand that feeling. Like, oh, when you feel home, it feels so good. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So... But do you do you call on like the Council of Nine? Is that do you do you when you go to channel? Do you call on them or is, do you just open yourself up and that's who's been tending to come through? Yeah, you must do a lot of this work. I'm gonna say <laughs> you know the questions to ask. <laughs> um, I'm just seeing I if you're like me. Am... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you seem like you probably get a lot of random people knocking on your door pretty often. Is what I'm getting. Um. Do you? Uh, from time to time, yes. Or all the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I can see your picture here on the screen, and your eyes are just like these windows. So um, that's beautiful. I um, When I channel, I often – so I've been told that I'm – my that I've agreed to be an open channel. So I open myself up, and I raise my frequency, and um, who – Whoever wants to communicate is is able to come through. Um, and whenever I say that, you know, a lot of people feel alarmed, like, oh, what if you get bad things? And I actually very much don't. Um, there's two things. One, sorry, my ear was ringing. I wanted to, no, to listen. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, I, I make sure that... Uh, um, that I'm in a good frequency because uh, it really is something that I feel as an open channel, I've also been, there's sort of a protective coating around me. And I know that because at one point I was teaching channeling and I asked how to teach it. And my guide said that some people don't have that. And it had never occurred to me that, um, 
that other people would be more susceptible. Um, maybe that seems very obvious to some people, but to me, I, I have a sort of a coding around me that makes it so that I can live my purpose, which doesn't have anything to do with um, kind of getting uh, distracted by those um as we as we would call them negative energies and then also i don't believe necessarily in the need for protection um and this one might be a little bit harder to um to explain but it's sort of i guess it could be related to the no that's not it so i'm being told not to say that so it's more just that um when I when I've tapped into the higher frequencies, everything is love, even the good, the things that we call it and bad, um, even even what we call evil is is good, is love, and and so I feel that if I tap into the frequency of love, that all is love, and I'll be able to see what's going to be helpful. Right. So. Right. We're very much yeah. alike. We're very much alike. I awesome. always I always recommend some kind of protection, but I never use it. Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Yeah. I just take it all in. I just take it in, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I take it. Mm. Yeah, it's just communication. It's just energy. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, we could talk a lot about yeah. that. And but. I can understand, too, how somebody who's just kind of um, realizing, like, totally what, realizing that they're getting ch- channel like that channeling is, or I don't know what that they're getting messages people that are just realizing I can understand right. how that would be scary so that's you know that's why I always try totally to, try to you know some yeah. kind of protection meditation or prayer or whatever to make you feel comfortable but, yeah but uh, that's what it is yeah but I don't uh, I just yeah I just wrestle whatever comes through <laughs> yeah it's coming through for a reason yeah right. I fully agree Right. Awesome. Cool. Now you mentioned um, the Reiki that you're doing. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I I um, teach Reiki to others. So I, according to the title, it's a Reiki master teacher, um, and I'm going to be offering a class in the next uh, couple weeks online. Um, and the the type of Reiki that it's turned into for me is when I when I offer energy sessions for others, um, I'm given medical information. So um, it's really fascinating, actually. It's kind of like a super cool uh, science kit that I've been given, and I love it. Right on. Um, so, yeah, so it's great. And, and I find it really fun when I, um, when I do the energy work. There's often just kind of the energy movement that I'm um, observing and and moving through and then uh i also tend to see um both complications or imbalances in the body and then i'm also given the um specific sort of balancing remedy for whatever is happening so for example um if i see something in like the other day, I saw a sort of calcification of the um, uterus, and what I received for the remedy for that, and and then I, I received the backstory for the whole thing. Um, you know, not looking in too much because uh, it's 
it's not my business necessarily. I'm just there to get really specific, clean information for what's going on and how to help balance it. Um, and so that's really, really fun. So yeah, I love doing medical intuitive Reiki sessions. It totally lights me up. Um, and I came into that because I had a lot of health issues throughout my life. Um, and so I've really kind of self-studied a lot and it's just been kind of a gradual discovery with that. So being aware of your own body has helped you to be aware of others. Would you say right. that? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, um, at one point, and this was kind of a bummer. It was actually after my awakening and I had this idea in my head that after awakening, my health problems would just go away. And I was really disappointed that, um, in some cases it got very, very bad. And the, it's, it's brought a lot of understanding and, and really a lot of compassion because I know how hard I try to be healthy and to be balanced and in alignment. And, uh, you know, I think one thing that's kind of happened since, you know, when the law of attraction became really well-known and really popular, it kind of took a twist um, for some people who maybe couldn't see the full picture and for myself as well, where um, we thought that, you know, there were a few things that, you know, if you were sick, you were doing something wrong or you know, like if you weren't able to manifest this perfect life um, that had no bumps in it, that there was something wrong, that you were doing something wrong. And I remember I was really, really sick and I was so discouraged. And my husband said, you know, you need to not be so hard on yourself because um, if you were born with no legs, would you try to manifest legs? Would you think there was something wrong with you because of that? Or would you look at it as this life calling and a life lesson? Um, and for me, that really, really switched it. And so with the medical intuitive stuff, I seek to bring balance as much as possible. But but the main point um, of everything, really, but really our health is a great teacher of learning perfect self-love and acceptance. Um, um, and acceptance is not inaction. Acceptance is just total love for everything that's happening. So I kind of really want to talk about that with medical intuitive stuff because uh, I don't come at it from necessarily looking at life or health issue as a problem. It's really an opportunity to develop this beautiful self-love that you know, maybe that's the way that we wanted to learn it. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> so, but, I mean, but you've learned it through helping yourself. I mean, that's why, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you, you have witnessed its, its potential for self-love because you have developed it basically on yourself. Yes. Yes. I'm not really asking. I'm just talking out loud. Sorry. Yeah, you're like, I, I know just, this one. Just... I know. I'll, I can tell in a lot of your questions, you're like, this is my experience. <laughs> well, I'm, I know. So... I'm just kind of asking some follow-ups to see, is this? What is yeah. she, she going to really say what I think she's going to? Oh, yep, she is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. It's true. It's true. And um, 
I mean, it kind of makes me want to ask. I know this is, uh, well, it doesn't have to be one-sided. It's a two-sided conversation. What has been your process for developing that self-love? Well, it's a lot of letting go (laughs) of, of, Mm-hmm. Of, of pretty much everything. I mean, good and bad. Um, in and mm. as soon as it passes, and I, I, I guess I just I never really get too attached to anything, even in the moment. I try to uh, appreciate what's mm. happening in the moment, good or bad, and make the best of even the negative mm. experiences. You know, it's like like try to always look yeah. at everything happening as a lesson and and as mm-hmm. a future story almost you know that's kind of the way it's like when shitty things are happening it's like <laughs> yeah. all right all right well this is going to be a story down the road uh how can i make it the story Around that i'm going to tell fire. as exciting as possible while i'm in it you know yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> so i try I, that's what i try to do with the shitty things i try to like and that's usually when i tend to shine is like when when things are really down mm. is 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 being able to all right, well, let's take this to, like, let's let's write this. I'm going to take this thing that's happening that I can't control. I'm going to write into it as much mm. as I can control and try to control mm. the, the later story that you're going to tell to people. Because you want to tell good stories, you know, when you're looking yeah. back. Yeah, I know. You, you have a campfire. You have a safe camp. I mean, you need to have your stories. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because when I tap into um, people's higher selves, when I connect to people's higher selves, when they're suffering and they're going through something that just feels shitty. Sorry, yeah, I can that, say that. You can the podcast, say it. You but can. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, it feels, when it feels just yucky, right? And um, it's so interesting because I'll tap into their higher selves. And their higher selves are laughing or they're just full of so much joy because they're like, yeah, this is the experience. Like, this is so cool. So cool. And it's terrible stuff. I had a friend whose house burned down and um, she's a beautiful human. She actually communicates with animals. Um, She's amazing. Her house burnt down and she lost two of her cats. Uh, which for people who have animals, that's like your children. It's like a friend. And it was so devastating for her. So, so hard. Um, But all I could see was her higher self laughing um, and feeling joy and feeling like this is a huge gift. This is so great, you know? And so um, it's really interesting. And that kind of ties into, I do want to talk about this. This is really a fascinating thing for me. Um, I've been, uh, I, I downloaded this concept called pure form consciousness and pure form consciousness is a combination of three things. It's the, the mind without the thoughts. Um, it's the heart open to giving and receiving love in its divine form. And it's the body in it, in its ecstatic state. And this is what we're actually moving into as humans, that we're meant to embody those three states um, on, a, on a present level all the time. And so my first experience, my second, my second experience with this feeling of ecstasy taking over my body and my aura was actually when I was one of the most sick times in my life. I was bedridden for 
I would say two to three months. Um, with severe eczema, I lost so much weight. It was so, so, so miserable. But it was right in the middle of that that I went into a channeling state and I was asking, I was begging, please help me because this sucks so bad. Um, you know, honestly being near suicide because it's so miserable. And, um, you know, I connected and I was washed over with this total feeling of ecstasy. And it, for, for me to explain it, it's a sort of, it feels like your aura is on fire, but without heat. And you feel like a star. You feel like you're ending that. And um, I actually got up and started dancing. It was crazy. It was a really, really beautiful experience. It was so beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was so cool. Um, what it showed me was that ecstasy is not conditional on anything. Um, and, and, and that's a very important lesson for me, that that, that high level of joy and the high level of ecstasy it's not conditional on being healthy, even. It's just something that we're capable of. You it's know? not tied to the physical. It's not, but we can embody it physically. physically but yes, yes it's yes. not. It's, and to embody it physically, to have that level of ecstasy while in a human body is so cool. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is why we this is why we become human because it's a cool experience. Right. Right. I was just talking to somebody about, and I wasn't doing a very good job explaining it, I don't think, about <laughs> disconnecting, like disconnecting from yourself, disconnecting from your human body, mm. you know, and and like treating mm. your the human, your human body as something different than you that maybe like that you embody in these times. Like, I don't know. I've, I'm still not doing it. I still don't mm. even know what I was trying to say. Maybe, <laughs> it's like, it's like. I can hear you, though. You can, you can be like, you you can be happy even in terrible times because if you can just disconnect, mm -hmm. if you can pull yourself out of your body for that moment and live in your imagination mm -hmm. for a minute, you know, mm -hmm. but I guess, it's, yeah. I guess it's about also balancing both. Cause you can also go too far outside of your, your body and not be present and be right. stuck in your head, which is, you know, that's, that's a very common, um, symptom for star seeds not to claim it for star seeds it's actually a common symptom for anyone who uh doesn't fully know how to embody and ground but um you know being disconnected from your physical form and kind of being to the side of yourself is it's really common for a lot of star seeds so i like that you brought that up and it's this really beautiful balance i i feel of being an observer but fully embodied. Right. Being, being a fully embodied yeah. observer of your own life. Yeah. It's hard to do, but once you do yeah. it, it's so cool. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then you're like, why, why did I slip out of that? And then you get back in it and then you're like, wait, where was that? I know. Yeah. It's hard. I, <laughs> it's a, it's the game of life, you know, like we kind of, we kind of play with our experience the way that cats play with things like, Hmm, what does this do? And, you know, real, uh, really looking at it, but also like it can cause some torture sometimes. Right. So, you know, it can be, it can be kind of difficult, but it's fun too. So. I, I think as humans, we like 
to feel sorry. I don't know why. We, we, I don't know that we like to feel sorry for ourselves, but we like to project that we feel sorry for ourselves. I don't know. It's the self-deprecating yeah. <laughs> tendency that humans have. You know, the woe is me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's because the part I, you want to communicate. I think, I think we're very focused on our experience, you know? Yeah. Um, we're just focused on it. We're just looking at it real hard. <laughs> Too hard sometimes. At least I maybe am. not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do Do you want to yeah. talk about the era of the true creator, or Ooh. is that uh, something that's you're not talking about yet? I would love to talk okay. about it. I would love if you had a listener that was a literary agent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my dream. That's I'm just. Putting it out there. Put it out there. That's my dream. The worst thing that could happen is nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it is a book about what I've been shown that we're moving into and um, how we're really here to create. Uh, that sounds very basic, but it's huge. It's really, really huge because um, there has been enlightenment. And that has been kind of the cap for what we see as possible as humans. And then the awakening hits and it activates so many people. It's, I've really been shown that every single human on the planet has been activated by um, awakening energies, but we're not at all conscious of it, um, which is cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what we're moving into is, beyond it's actually beyond enlightenment it's um where do i start so this book started uh it, it kind of started coming to me it's a compilation of all of when i channel i record it and then i transcribe it and so um it's a compilation of of so many channeling notes over the past four years and um i actually was super, super fortunate to be able to, um, two years ago, I went down to Peru with my husband and we did some plant diets and, um, I did a seven day tobacco diet. And during that diet, a, a, a clarity came to me and I wrote the outline and the introduction to this book. Um, and several things came together in that moment. I realized that about uh, six months prior to writing that, I had a download where I, a vision where I saw myself speaking in front of a large group of people and I heard what I was saying and it was all about um, us being creators and how how magnificent this is. Um, and I realized at that moment that I was writing my book and that all of these things that I channeled over the past four years are different chapters within that book. Um, so it's kind of a, like a handbook to progressing from dramatic paradigms into non-dualistic, um, creative paradigm, oh, very nice. uh, or, or, or a non-paradigm. It's just creation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm really, really excited 
to publish it and to to start moving forward on that. Well, that'll be awesome. I can't wait to uh, see that, see the progression, how that yeah. comes along. Thank you. What What would you say to somebody who feels stuck just in their life? Like 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 uh, like how do you how do you how do you how do you convince an unhappy person that they don't have to be unhappy? Is that possible? Well, you it... can't. <laughs> <laughs> when an unperson, unhappy person is saying, "Tell me how to be happy," and you, I don't know. Mm. It's like it just seems like 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 you know. I'm... Here's what we do: okay. we okay. we gather around them, and we give them a big hug, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's really. I love, it, I love that. I love that. It's an experience. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, it is, it's, I mean, it's the campfire experience, you know, it's, we need each other um, because we're one. So, so let's see, but that's a real big one because I, I have been stuck. I know what that feels like. It uh-huh. sucks. And, um, and it's really easy, like I said, to kind of forget what happened yesterday. Like yesterday, I won a thousand dollars, but today, somebody stepped on my toe, and right. it's over. You know what I mean? Right. It can be real dramatic like that, and um, it's it's just a practice. You know, it's a practice. We need experience uh, to in order to know what joy feels like, because happiness is kind of you know a fly by night. It's, right it's part of our emotional construct, you know, but but joy, that deep level of joy, we can tap into it even in our darkest moments. And, um, but if it's consistent, if we're stuck, there is this, this idea that I kind of, that I talk about in, in the first chapter of the era of the true creator, where, um, I have this understanding that we've got oneness god all that is right we've got this bright ball of iridescent shockingly amazing light that is everything that's all of us everything that ever exists and we splinter off of that in order to have individual experience and on and on down the line we splinter off further and further until we're so far from consciously knowing ourselves as god that we hate ourselves so self-hate is actually the opposite of knowing ourselves as God. It's because we've gone so far away from knowing that we are God, that we're true creator, that we're here to be incredible, that we have self-hate. And self-hate is just part of the human experience. And self-hate creates um, this feeling of not moving. It creates, uh, you know, so many of these experiences that we have chosen to learn from throughout our human history where we hate people next to us because we can't see that they're us and we're them um, because we can't see that we're God, you right. know? Right. And you so know, that maybe, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you know, as just, as you're talking, it just, it seems like, like it's in, in stagnation maybe where unhappiness settles and like it's in movement mm-hmm. where, where we kind of keep things fresh Yes. Yeah, totally. Because um, we need to feel that we're made of energy, I guess, that 
that that we can connect to other things that that there's always movement and then you know even when we die there's so much more to do um i i would say if you're looking for like a quick answer uh hug people go out in nature and hang out with kids and animals you can't be unhappy for very long if you do those three things. <laughs> so anyway, I'd love to hear what you were saying. We tend to like when some when we have a happy time or we have like we do something and we feel good when we do it, we always want to like go back and like recreate that. I mean, I think that's kind of like the mm. essence of recreation is like recreation, you know, and people will go on these yeah. same vacations yeah. every year. And it's like, well, last time we came here, this was so fun. And then every time they come, it's a little less and a little less. It's just not doing enough new things. Yeah. It's trying to hold on to mm. that moment and trying to recreate that moment rather than like letting mm. new happy moments happen. Yep. I fully agree. I fully agree. And, um, you know, in, in the book that I'm writing, it's, I call all things that we try to recreate, I call it drama. Um, we're kind of frozen in time trying to reloop moments. And there's this really beautiful thing about relooping moments. It's because our brain loves the moment and the brain is trying to recapture it. So we reloop it again and again, but what I call true creation is being present. And that's why I love your, um, your style. And it was even a little bit challenging for me to not think ahead, you know, to say, okay, I'm just going to show up like you show up yeah, and just to hear whatever's supposed to come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, Cause if you think and, ahead, uh, I won't get to it all. And then you'll just be upset that we didn't get to the, what you were going to say. <laughs> expectations. And yeah, it just totally ruins the moment, you know, but so it is, it's, it's a, it's a real level of mastery to be able to be present. Um, but that's true creation. It, according to, to what I've, um, what I've heard during channeling and what I've written in the book, uh, true creation is being incredibly present to that point where it just feels like you're channeling constantly. Right. Um, and you're just showing up and you're in the flow and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, you pretty much are channeling, even if it's just your own higher self. True. You know? True. At least when you're in it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, th I'm glad we didn't have anything planned because this has been, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. But this was awesome. This was way better than I was expecting. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. I'm glad I checked in because I didn't know I was going to be talking so much about Sarsi. So that's really interesting. I'm curious to see, um, to see where that goes. Where do you just? As, going back to the stars being to the star seed. Yeah. Just let's, let's just put a bookend on this conversation. <laughs> we yeah. started with the okay, star seed. Okay. Let's end with the star seed. What? I, I've I've heard a lot, and, and and a lot of transmission that comes is all um, and downloads that people get who channel. Um, that starseed energy always tends to be, it, it, it's like you say, it's all unconditional love, unconditional love, unconditional love. Mm. What, like, 
is that because do you think like in the Andromeda area of the universe like have they mastered unconditional love there is that or is it just Mm -hmm. like the energy is filled with unconditional love that's beaming like I don't like I'm just trying to like like Mm. like was there a process that they came to learn this lesson like that we need to do it like to be able to pass it on to here because we clearly need Mm. it here (laughs) (laughs) so how do they know like how did they know like Um... like what like and maybe you don't know maybe i'm just asking something that's completely crazy but like like you know Maybe I don't know, but I I have received some guidance and I have an understanding, but it's true. Maybe I don't. So this is purely my perspective on it. Um, But it's just the nature of different dimensions to embody divine love in a way that we can't even really perceive or that we can't even conceptualize unless we tap into it you know, which we're capable of, you know, through lots of different experiences. Um, we can tap into that, that, those, those, uh, higher frequency dimensions where that's just the way that it is. Um, in these lower frequency dimensions. And again, I just want to repeat, it's not better or worse. Earth is not a place that we need to slave through our existence and that we don't need to save the world. I really think that's important for people to know. It's it's not about that. This is a beautiful, beautiful experience to be on Earth. It's so incredible. It's just different. And the nature of lower frequency dimensions is a high level of forgetfulness, a high level of self-hate, um, which then perpetuates all of these things that... that um, that feel harmful, that feel yucky and all those things, but it's still a really cool experience. Otherwise we wouldn't have agreed to come here and to, to be part of this, um, and to learn from it because there's a lot to learn here that we can't learn elsewhere. Uh, just because the nature of the lower dimensions causes certain lessons. So in the, in the star seed, um, groups that are in different dimensions it's simply their nature to have that perspective it's not even a perspective it just is is. you know so it's an embodiment and um so i wonder i wonder if the the transmissions that are being sent and the downloads you receive are more of just a more of a reminder mm. to as we're as we're like. as yeah as we're stuck as not I shouldn't say stuck here because like you said it's not worse it's just different <laughs> as we're here struggling to like remember because like you say we have don't we've lost our memories we have like the shorter memory spans as we we forget yeah that we're capable of that unconditional love and that higher form of love and so I wonder mm-hmm. if it's just more of a reminder hey. <laughs> We're uh, mm. then then a don't say, forget yeah yeah <laughs> yeah don't forget how good it feels and who you really are and and that if you don't want to suffer it's it's all you know it's all up to you and that really is the reminder yeah it's like and we love you we love you so much and thank you for what you're doing here um I've definitely heard a few times in channeling you know 
uh, we honor you. We're always with you because we know how difficult it is uh, at times for you. And also, I've heard from certain beings, we wouldn't ask you to do anything that we haven't already done ourselves, um, which I found really interesting. Like, hmm, who am I talking to and, and what have you done that that you're guiding me through? You know, so it is a beautiful reminder. And here's an interesting thing. I had a friend uh, kind of give me this concept, and I didn't accept it at first, but now I really, really get it. And he said, you know, what would be interesting is if some of the people that cause us the greatest amount of pain are actually ascended masters coming back to help us learn through a difficult experience. Uh, You know, and he was referring to people who were really, terrible and mean and or even just subtly like you know just like that person that drives you nuts and uh that they're the that they're sent and that that's a loving message that they're bringing even though on this human perspective it looks a lot like hate and it looks a lot like uh cruelty you know that it's an agreement and that it's beautiful and that they're here to help us learn in a way that we wanted to experience Um, I didn't, I felt really kind of against that idea before, um, but now I, now I really, really feel that. So cool. It's awesome. This has been such a fun conversation. (laughs) It really has. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to say, and I hope you leave this, um, as part of the podcast. I really appreciate what you do, Mark. And I, I, I know that you're living, you're just shining your light so much, and it's um, it's such a gift to be able to talk to someone and express what I want to express. Uh, it's really a, a huge service, so thank you. Oh, of course. I love it. I love talking to as many people as I can. I just want to hear your story. I want to hear your cool yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's tired of awesome my own stories. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, So, well, thanks so much. I I really appreciate it. When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you 